Welcome to the Guts to Share Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Krista, and I'm your host, Brittany. Do you have the guts to share deeply? We do. All right, so we're going to get pretty down and deep today. <laughs> we're going to be discussing abandonment, um, feeling abandoned, being abandoned, whether that was as a child or an adult. Um, and kind of just have a conversation around that, <laughs> sharing yeah. uh, maybe some personal experiences and things. So this actually came to be because I came across um, an Instagram post, and it is by the account My Therapy Tribe. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> um, so they made a picture on here that says, if you felt abandoned as a child, you might... And so there's a couple different things. So we're going to talk about them and get in the conversation. And yeah. So the first one is you might struggle to trust others. <laughs> I feel like that is the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest kind of go go from that. Yeah. I feel like that is a big one. So if you are abandoned, you might struggle to trust others. I definitely struggle with this I think it's like you're almost just I mean you're just waiting to be abandoned again <laughs> like it's when you have that trauma of being abandoned you really expect anybody to turn on you and abandon you essentially at any point <laughs> right um and that is extremely difficult um to unlearn and to not expect everybody to abandon you or turn on you or something mm -hmm. and I know it definitely can make me extremely anxious in relationships or friendships um, because it's like you just feel like you can't trust you just you're just waiting for it to happen almost um, and even though I'm working through it like I'm in therapy it, it can even just be it's kind of just embedded in there I feel like forever since being abandoned <laughs> so it's like it just like it's there even probably though you know it's through. probably not going to happen yeah it's just always sort of just sitting there yes um and I just want to pause for a second I guess we should give a little bit of insight um on how we've experienced abandonment <laughs> uh before kind of talking about it and, and why we uh have experienced it and know about it um so yeah like definitely by you know, our one parent, we were literally abandoned. Um, and for two, even just growing up and things getting to a point, you know, where like things were more normal as very young kids and then getting to a point where we started being abandoned in ways emotionally, mm -hmm. um, even in ways physically. Obviously, our education was just totally abandoned. <laughs> like, um, just all of those aspects, you know, that can also be, I guess, um, neglect can also feel like a form of abandonment. You know, when a parent just neglects, just, just one day switches up and neglects suddenly all of your needs, mm -hmm. um, especially those emotional, mental needs and your development and things like that that are extremely important. Um, it's just like you're just you're just being abandoned. You're just being left <laughs> to your own. And you're like, uh, yeah. So like we definitely obviously experienced that. Um, so I feel like that's where it started. 
Um, and then just actually being good at it. Um, so I know that at least for myself and I think for you too, like that's where it definitely comes from <laughs> for us. Yes, I would say so. I think that is where it comes from. Yeah, definitely. And then you can't help but have a fear of that um, being the case with other people yeah. that you know or the other relationships that you have. Right. You know, it's always like a, like you're always like wondering, oh, are they going to switch on me too? Right. You know? And I feel like that's also a deeper issue for us is because as children, when we were so young, it's like those first couple years of our lives were normal. I guess and maybe needs were being met and things like that and then just having that switch and really feeling abandoned and like totally neglected yeah I think that's why we more so focus on like we feel like someone's gonna just switch up at any time and that's where it's like you feel like you really can't trust yeah because like when I think back to it um it seemed like it was a a a progression correct right and it just like like continue getting worse and worse and then suddenly just stops yeah and then that's how it is for for the rest of the time right yeah so I know so that's like where for us it comes from um I know everybody you know can experience it totally different Mm -hmm. um but definitely that. So yeah, struggling to trust others. The next one is feel inadequate in relationships. Oh my goodness. I can relate to this and one. Actually, I have a question. What does, I feel like I, I have an idea. What does inadequate mean exactly? Um, so it means that you can feel less than. Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to be right. <laughs> Pretty so, much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because even the image kind of shows that. Or like you don't measure up to something. Yeah. Okay. You don't measure up. You don't feel good enough. Exactly. Those things. Yeah. Okay. So you said you have definitely felt that. I have struggled with this Hmm. and I still can. Right. And I've always wondered why, but it would make sense that coming from obviously childhood and younger or when, when I was younger... Um, yeah, it really just, it makes sense of it being probably what has happened in the past. Like being abandoned. I feel like it makes sense, uh, feeling that way if you've been abandoned because you sit back and wonder, especially if it's a close relationship, like a parent, you wonder what, what did I do wrong? (laughs) What about me? You know, Mm -hmm. wasn't good enough that you just abandoned me. So the next one is struggle with people-pleasing behavior. (laughs) Oh, boy. This really stems from this. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, obviously, it's all connected to feeling abandoned. um, Because kind of similar to the feeling inadequate in relationships and not good enough You know, when you have that mindset of like, I'm not good enough, you feel like you have to please everybody. Yes. You know, um, to kind of feel good enough. And it's like 
you want to please everybody. <laughs> Those two really, 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 really correlate with each other. Yeah, I agree. So if you have one, you definitely have the other. Right. They just go hand in hand. Right. Not feeling good enough. You almost have to feel like you have to prove you're good enough. So then you feel like you have to people please because if you don't do everything somebody says, then you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's the person or whoever abandoned you that makes you also really believe that, that you're not good enough and that you have to do everything they say or they're going to abandon you. <laughs> so that's where people pleasing comes from. You're like, oh, it's going to cause a conflict. Then they're going to abandon me. Uh, so I have to do everything they say even if I don't want to kind of thing. That's people pleasing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, definitely comes from that. Next one is give too much in relationships. <laughs> that kind of goes to people pleasing too. Um. But giving too much in relationships. I would say that you struggle with this. <laughs> you and, know and like you have. Yes. I struggle with this tremendously. I feel like I have to go above and beyond for everybody or they're going to abandon me. (laughs) And I almost can feel that feeling of like if I could feel someone pulling away or even feel something's not right for me, I could feel even more of a need to like do everything in my power Mm -hmm. to keep them happy or around Mm -hmm. because if it all goes to crap, I feel abandoned. If they leave, I feel abandoned. If they're not happy with me, I feel I'm going to be abandoned. It like triggers all of those triggers mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, all those traumas. Um, so yeah, I definitely like would overgive and not just in a relationship, but I've done it even like with you all as my siblings. I and literally physical gift giving too. you know, I used to struggle so much feeling like I had to give so much gifts I had to buy everybody in our family multiple gifts you know one's not enough and I have to give and give and give more and more and more um I feel like also a big part of giving too much in relationships can come from you knowing what it feels like to not receive much from let's say whoever abandoned you So, like, if you know how it feels to be abandoned, if you know how it feels to not maybe feel like, you know, you are receiving much from someone out of a relationship, like, like, not just like gifts, but like physical or emotional needs being met, things like that. It's like, you know how that feels. So then you constantly want to like give and give and give to everybody. So you're making everybody happy because like, you know how it feels to not feel that. Now I can, I can relate with that too, where... You know, I want to make someone else feel the best that they can because I know how it feels to to not. not. Or to have someone make you feel like you're not. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's where mine definitely like more so comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, Next is struggle to ask for what you need. Oh, because if you ask for what you need. What if it becomes a conflict or they can't give you that or they don't want to and then they abandon you? <laughs> like, that's right where it correlates to that abandonment. Yeah, struggling to ask for what you need, especially if you are possibly dealing with a person. You know, I find it a lot in dating, unfortunately, where you are going to meet certain people that it's like you want 
um, but you can maybe feel they aren't exactly on the same page as you and then it can make you struggle to speak up, say what you need because you're like, is this going to cause a conflict and then we're going to end and then you feel abandoned. Mm-hmm. And like you should be at a healthy point where you're okay with people walking away from you that aren't for you. Where you're okay with relationships, friendships, ending that aren't for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or aren't meeting your needs. But as such a people pleaser, as someone who has experienced it, as someone who's been abandoned, you're just, it just triggers that. And then it's so hard to like just even ask for what you need because you're so afraid it's going to end and you're going to feel abandonment again. It's a control issue too, or it can make you, Ooh, Yeah. well, I mean, you start to try and try and try and control things, That's really which true. is not healthy. And like, maybe you, you like, you aren't trying to be a control freak, um, like in that way, but you almost just can't help it because you're trying to avoid and, and, and you are trying to avoid an outcome. That you don't want to happen. Mm. You're almost trying to create like the possibility of that outcome. And that, yeah, you're trying to create the one that you want. Yeah. The one that leaves you not abandoned. <laughs> yes. And that can really breed, I think, self-sabotage. So it can really end up, you know, you can be a self-sabotager. <laughs> I know I've been so and many times. that too. It's so bad. Because yeah, if you try, I love that you just brought that up. That's great yeah you can definitely try to control um and not like for wrong reasons necessarily um but it's like yeah you can end up trying to control and then even self-sabotage because you're trying to protect yourself Mm -hmm. from what (laughs) feeling abandoned and the trauma again it's almost like you're trying to protect that inner child um if it's happened in your childhood so I love that you brought that up. I, I, um, that's not something that's in here, like end up kind of being controlling. So really, huh? yeah, no. So, um, that's a great point. That's a great point. You can become controlling if you've been abandoned, trying to control outcomes and, uh, protect yourself by trying to control the whole situation because <laughs> you don't want anyone to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. So next is, ugh, this is just, I do this all the time. Need constant reassurance in your relationships. Yes. This one hits home. That's definitely, definitely me. I can say that wholeheartedly and I'm definitely trying to work on that. But yeah, I need constant reassurance, especially in like a um, romantic relationship sense. It's like I freak out. If someone goes so, you know, hours even without maybe texting back, without like even going along long periods without maybe like hanging out or just like so many things. And although, you know, you shouldn't necessarily tolerate that either in a relationship. You can't just tolerate someone that's not meeting your needs. Um, On the other hand, I definitely even early on in dating where it's probably not so healthy, I feel extremely anxious. I definitely am like anxiously attached because I just otherwise feel like I'm going to be abandoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm probably trying to control that outcome too a little bit. Um, but it's like, yeah, I definitely need the reassurance. I, you know, the second I feel like a vibe's off, the second you go 
longer than you were without texting me. The second, like anything like that, boom, I'm like anxious and I need reassurance that you're not like literally about to abandon me. I would, I would, I would too. And I would need that as well. It can even happen in, you know, like other relationships, not just romantic yeah. friendships, family, but it could happen with your siblings. Like you could just have that. And I feel that way also uh, with friends or even it could be family members. You know, the second it feels like a mood changes, the mm-hmm. second you, know, you go a little bit longer without hearing from someone or maybe even seeing them or what it's almost like you're like, again, you know, first you blame yourself. Did I do something wrong? What I do? You need the reassurance that yeah. like you still are good enough mm-hmm. in this dynamic. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, wait, am I not good enough? Did I do something wrong? Um, what I do, what I do, what I do. And, and then you're like, Oh, are you going to abandon me? Are you going to do what the person who abandoned me did? You just, boom. It's like my mind skyrockets. Yeah. And that really happens to me badly even very early on in dating or something. Um, So although I think as an anxious person, you should look for a person then that you can communicate that to and that does meet that need and does understand you need reassurance and and gives you that. It's also like you can't expect everybody just to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a trauma of your own, an issue of your own because of your trauma, um, you do need to work through that. You know, and become more secure and not so anxious. Mm -hmm. So that's the point I'm trying to get to. You know, I also shouldn't be expecting, um, especially let's say in a dating sense, you know, very early on for the other person to just know or even feel like they have to give me constant reassurance. You know, um, I also don't like want to put that on anyone ever again. So it's like I'm really trying to be secure (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that... I don't go out like that. And even in my friendships or whatever it is, you know, and like, I just want to stop overthinking in that way. But it's so hard when you've been abandoned and you feel that and it triggers that. And it's like every little change, you're like, you skyrocket. Because we've been so used to seeing the sudden changes, um, Mm. like of any sort, could be like a mood change you're just on one today i'm wow you know preach so (laughs) it's like we've been able to do that it's like we've practiced it for so long Mm. to pick up on like like just like little things like that dang (laughs) yeah and like give me some therapy right now wow it becomes your way of like being i guess like in um adulthood like that's just what you instantly do when you've but, had a narcissistic parent, you are, you become I, conditioned to be hyper alert. Yes. And to pick up on every little subtle voice tone change, routine change. Are the are they stomping or walking around the house change? Like <laughs> yes. the way they're walking, the way they're breathing, breathing changes. Woo! That's a big one. Breathing changes you know, their facial expressions, the everything. You're and just, that's what I meant by saying that. Yeah. You just pick up on like You're all of those alert. things. And it just like, it makes you like, yeah, like it does just, it makes you think. And then, then you're like, oh my gosh. And you, and like, you wonder what it's like, I feel like I would say like, you're constantly wondering what something means when maybe yes. it doesn't mean anything at all. 
Yes. And I know that I have that. I do That's that. That's true. I do too, you know. <laughs> and it like bothers me so much, but it but then I'm like, like, should all of this be bothering me to the point it does? And like, is it even normal to look into things that I do look into? Overanalyzing. Overanalyzing. Constantly analyzing. It could be, yeah, like with anybody. Um, but mostly, I guess those, I don't know. Can it be with anybody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's like you just can't help it. But you it's just definitely, I feel like, more, um, is the word prevalent? <laughs> Why am I trying to use a big word that I don't <laughs> know if I should be using? In romantic relationships. I feel like it's def- it definitely, like, comes up more. Uh, oh, in yeah. that sense and something like along you know there's there's definitely some kind of correlation between a parent relationship and a romantic relationship yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> not that way people but okay I kind of see it as with a parent it's like your parent is supposed to meet you know they're supposed to show you affection show you love give you hugs give you kisses you know show that to you make you feel that they are supposed to you know meet your emotional needs and wants and mental emotional needs and wants um and even physical especially like you're talking as a baby and a child even you know giving the hugs giving the cuddles giving the affection you know people like off the bat with babies do skin to skin contact like your you know your parent you know you have a very unique or should and different relationship with your parent than you do a sibling than you do a friend you know there is um, certain needs, especially as like you're talking babies, you know, certain needs that only a parent can fulfill that a friend or a sibling can't. And so I kind of correlate that. I think why it comes out so much in relation romantic relationship dynamics is because it's kind of it, it's similar. Your romantic relationship is a unique relationship, is a unique kind of affection and attention and needs and emotional needs you know being met so it's almost similar in the sense to a parent just that they're both unique you know whereas with friends and siblings you can almost get the same things and also things you can't get right from a parent and from a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's where a parent relationship and romantic relationship can correlate and why certain uh, feelings or thoughts or emotions or needs that you need met or whatever um you know that maybe you were trying to get from a parent you can try to look for in a romantic relationship yeah yeah (laughs) you know down the line and that's exactly what I feel like I've done you know it's not the same with my siblings not the same with my friends Mm -hmm. but it's also because like they don't meet those unique needs yeah that you almost feel like a parent can and a romantic partner can um, or you look for, for in a romantic partner, but no, they can't meet the same needs as a parent should have, you know? Yeah. Um, and even vice versa. So, it, you know, um, but that's why I feel like all of these triggers and all of these things, you know, people talk about so much come up in romantic relationships. You know, you could actually be very healthy and thriving in friendship, you know? Um, And then, but you could be like totally falling apart relationship wise. You could be totally anxious and totally having all of these triggers being triggered in the romantic relationships, in your dating, um, and maybe not even in your friendships at all. So, um, 
Yeah, because there's yeah. a difference. Yeah, I feel that way. Um, you know, but it, you know, I guess how we, you know, I, I kind of wrote down note how we recognize it affects us. So I think we kind of cover that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and definitely, I think you could recognize it affects us in more romantic relationships and where it kind of comes out. Um, and then how to start healing that. Um, so I guess I was going to kind of get into talking about that. I feel like, um, now that we've kind of touched on, you know, kind of identifying it, what it is, um, and then how we recognize it affects us. Now it's like, okay, how do you start healing that? Um, and I do think kind of just like the analogy I just gave, that's what helped me, you know, to identify and realize, oh, it's like, this is why I'm also probably getting into bad relationships and even tolerating the same kind of treatment that my narcissistic parent (laughs) is like giving me. It's almost like I chase after that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like once I kind of put together in my head that correlation between the parent dynamic and a romantic relationship dynamic and like ultimately it's like I was chasing after Wanting, you know, wanting those needs to be met, wanting affection, wanting attention, wanting emotional needs to be met, wanting mental needs to be met, like, you know, that my parent was supposed to fulfill and did. Yeah. So then it's like I'm going to romantic relationships hoping they fulfill that. But because they are completely different still, you know, then you realize they're not meeting that. <laughs> and they're not just going to fix it all. No, it's a void. It's a void at the end of the day. And you also can't look for people or things or expect someone to fill the void that your parent created. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just not because it's not the same at the end of the day. So like once I discovered that, I feel like that's helped me to like talk about that and start working through it from that perspective and just realizing that I have voids that I need to face and address and like work through and not expect or seek out in anybody else. It's like it's voids from a parent and that's never going to be taken back. That's never going to be filled by that parent. So I, I can't expect anybody or anything to fill it. I need to close it. <laughs> I need to address it and heal it the best I can personally. Yeah. So I never put that on anybody else and I never um, approach relationships from that stance again. And it can make you tolerate the same type of behavior in relationships. Maybe someone neglecting your needs or mistreating you. Um, you can also start to chase after that. I feel like because if you have these voids, it's like you want them filled and then you also want to just believe you're lovable. Yeah, it's like you wanted the reassurance that you've never gotten. Yes. And and you're just going to keep chasing that until you feel like you have received it. Right. I feel like that's such a good point, but I feel like to kind of end this off, I feel like it, you know, circles back around to self-love. You have to close those voids. You have to love yourself. You know, you have to really get to a point that you do feel good enough. You do see your worth. 
you know, um, so that you're not putting that on anyone else. You don't expect that from anybody else. You don't chase after the wrong people hoping for that just to prove your parent wrong, you know, or whoever was the narcissistic person in your life or whoever abandoned you or made you feel those ways. It's like, you know, you, you got to get to that healthy point for yourself so that, you know, you don't keep in this unhealthy cycle or dynamic. Thank you so much for listening.